Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And don't miss our one-minute Exit Coach tip of the day on ExitCoachRadio.com. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Welcome. Thanks so much for joining us. It's always a great pleasure when I have guests that come back on the show after a period of time so we can catch up with them and find out what's new with them. And uh, this gentleman that's that I'm going to introduce in a second is a, a fantastic mind uh, the, just the titles of things he comes up with make you know that he is a big thinker and he's going to help you uh, look at things in a different way. Chuck Blakeman is the founder and chief transformation officer for the Crankset Group in Denver, Colorado. And he's an author. He's, uh, he's written books. We talked about uh, some of his books in the past. Um, I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it, one of them was why employees, why having employees is always a bad idea, which makes you think right there, doesn't it? Uh, Chuck's going to talk about how he's helping rehumanize business by giving everyone their brain back. And we're going to talk about why making money is killing your business. So there again, we're, we're pulling at your, your, your brain drawstrings. Uh, Chuck, welcome to the show. Thanks again for joining us once again. It's a pleasure to have you back. How are you? Hey, I'm doing great, Bill. Thanks for having me back. Looking forward to this. And uh, Chuck, we had the pleasure to be on a panel together um, last year in yeah. Denver, and it was it was well intended. A lot of people had great comments about your presentation, and uh, and so tell us a little bit about your background again, and get us reacquainted with you, and uh, and then we'll get into the new book. Sure, I'm a serial entrepreneur. I've built ten businesses. I'd say three or four of them were good incomes. Uh, a couple of them were actually real businesses where uh, we, we built something that could be bought, sold, and inherited. And then we had one that was a home run. We sold it to the largest company in the industry. And I've been all over the map. Uh, we've uh, done everything from uh, fulfillment and logistics to websites to leadership development, direct mail, printing, call centers, landscape architecture, the whole thing. I, I basically, whatever anybody told me I couldn't do, I tried it. And so that's <laughs> that's my background. I'm an incurable entrepreneur. <clears throat> I love it. I love it. And uh you can't hold someone like you down very long. Uh you're off to your to your next project after the last one. Let's before we get into the new one, tell us a little bit about the the book we talked about before. Uh did I get the title right? Yeah, why employees are always a bad idea. It's it's a pet peeve of mine that we uh we think that some people at the top are smarter than other people and and we need to figure out how to, to create a lot different view of the world. We're in the participation age now, and, and this idea of a heavy top-down hierarchy needs to go away. It was, it was invented in the factory system for the factories, and it's not helping, helping us today get everybody engaged. So our, our, our desire is to rehumanize the workplace and give everybody their brain back. And one of the ways we do that is to create uh, self-managed teams to help people uh, and companies reorganize themselves around self-management which uh, creates a uh, well. All the data is on the side of this this stuff. You, when you when you blow up the hierarchy and you get everybody engaged, the companies grow faster, the productivity is higher, the profits are higher, the turnover is ex- exponentially lower. People are much happier. 
And the only reason people aren't doing it is basically because the people who have to put this in place are the ones who think their jobs might go away, which are managers. But we, we could talk more about that another time, but they're, they're, uh, they're the guys who actually have to implement this, and all we want them to do is turn into leaders and stop managing people. Give them their brains back. Yep, and I have to tell you, Chuck, when uh, of all the hundreds and hundreds of interviews I've done, when I'm at a cocktail party and, and uh, I, I, I recall that to people, it's like, you know, we haven't really been meant, we haven't been employees for all that long, and I tell them about oh. that interview because I think the backstory of that is fascinating. So anyways, let's move on. So um, now you wrote a book called um, Making Money is Killing Your Business. Uh, and I guess it's available in a second edition now. Why did you write Making Money is Killing Your Business and what's included in the second edition? Yeah, it was a it was a journey of love. This book actually didn't take me long to write. A friend of mine lives in Taos, and they were gone for eight days. I wrote seven chapters in eight days. Wow. And then I wrote the last three chapters over the next couple of months, and it really wasn't that I had to write them. I just simply had to write them down because the, all the principles in this book – uh, having uh, having done a lot of things wrong and some things right for 30 years and built a lot of companies, the, all the principles in this book were discovered and re- rediscovered many times in the process of starting, growing, and building all these businesses and helping other people do the same. Uh, one of the big discoveries was that, that business, for me, it was a big discovery of blinding flash of the obvious is what I call it, four or five business, three or four businesses ago, that business is supposed to so- throw off three things, time, money, and significance, and most businesses just give us money. And so we focus on just making money, but the problem is when we do that, our business never gives us back the time or helps us have a significant impact in the world around us. We're too busy making money to build a business that makes money to help us get to the important stuff. So everything is a result. Everything is backwards. We build a business, and we settle for whatever random lifestyle that business, business happens to throw off for us, and, you know, at best it usually involves having a little bit of money, but rarely a lot of time and almost never any significance. So this book was written to help us take hold of our business and to remake the rules in our favor so that businesses finally become our servants. We have a, we have a conference center here in, in Denver, and of slashed across the front. It says, make your own business rules. Because he who makes the rules wins, and too often business owners start a business and all of a sudden they are, are ruled by the world around them. We wanted to write this book to help them figure out, uh, in, an, in a nutshell, how to get off the treadmill, how to build a business they could love, and uh, get a life too. You can have both. That's interesting. It's an interesting concept and notion for a lot of people uh, out there that are saying, yeah, you know, when I started my business, that's what I was after. I wanted to be my own boss, which would give me time freedom, and I wanted money freedom, and I wanted to build something that had equity to it that I could sell someday. And instead, I'm just trapped in this in this crazy job description that won't go away. Yeah, it's, and everybody has to ask the question, what happened? What happened? Is this was part of our mission statement is to get people back to the passion that brought them into business in the first place. I forgot that this used to be fun or was supposed to be fun. And in opening the book, we talk about the tyranny of the urgent versus the priority of the important. And that the reason more often than not that we are stuck in, in, in panic mode and, on the, uh, and just creating a faster treadmill for ourselves is we're reacting to the tyranny of the urgent. Uh, a tyrant is a king you didn't ask for. They knock on the door and say, I rule you, I'm not asking. 
So there's, a, there's all kinds of things in our businesses that try and be tyrannical and rule over us. Email, phone, customer responses, the asshole in the truck broke, my mortgage is due. You just endless number of things that are tyrannical trying to rule over you. And you can stand in your office and just for eight hours straight to things coming at you. And you go home at the end of the day deceived, thinking, wow, I had a good day. I just, uh, I just did 27 things. But they were all simply reactive. And they just got you back to where you were at the beginning of the day. And then you do the whole thing all over again, and it's a treadmill. So we got to figure out how to get people from reacting to the tyranny of the urgent to dealing with the priority of the important. And the problem, Bill, is that the important stuff is almost never urgent. Planning, processes, hiring well, training, figuring out where the heck you want to go, visioning where you're supposed to, you know, all that kind of stuff. That's, I don't have time for that. I'm too busy trying to make some money so that I can pay my mortgage. The reality is you will never get off the treadmill until you start paying attention to the important stuff because it's the important stuff that solves the urgent stuff. That's the stuff that gets us off the treadmill, and there's not that much of it. The problem is that the important stuff, since it doesn't make us time, doesn't make us money right now, it makes us a lot more later, but it doesn't make us any now. It kind of sits in the corner. You know, the tyranny of the urgent is, is like a three-year-old. It yells and screams at us, and uh, <laughs> it's tyrannical. But the uh, the tyranny, the priority of the important just sits in the corner and whispers and says, hey, when, when you got a minute, I can help you solve all that stuff. I know you're really busy right now, but when you got a minute, let's talk. And, and that's what we do in the book is we present, we present the four building blocks of a business, the priorities that will get you off that treadmill. Yeah, that's hugely important. You know, a lot of people that I talk to and other people that, that work with business owners that I know say the big, the big priority or the big uh, want right now amongst business owners is I want some of my life back. I want to go from yeah. overtime president to part-time chairman of the board, uh, meaning they want to be more go back to the strategy, yep. strategic planning, and quit playing this whack-a-mole <laughs> game that just lasts all day long. Put the, put the yep. whack-a-mole hammer down and start playing chess more and, and thinking more about strategy and how does the big picture, how does everything fit together for the future? It's hugely important, and I think, I think a lot of people are in that space right now because they're, hey, we're getting older and we're starting to think this forever. I can't sprint anymore, but I can go for a nice long walk. Yeah. Now, I did this for for five businesses in a row. I, and I, I what I ended up with, uh, I called myself an income producer. Even in businesses where there were, there was one business we had with 120 people in it, and I was making a good living, but I was not a business owner. In, the, in my definition of the word, I was nothing but an income producer. And the test was simply this. What happens if I go away for three or four weeks? Is the business, is the business materially changed? Is it radically hurt? Is there damage? Do I have to come back and put the stitch the thing back together? If that's true, then I'm nothing but an income producer. I'm just producing an income for myself and for a bunch of other people. It, right. it was the sixth business where I had to sit down with myself and basically have a come to Jesus and say, okay, I don't know how I'm going to do this. I have no idea. But this business is going to give me both time and money. I'm going to require that it produce money. I'm going to require that it produce time. It's going to manufacture me time. I didn't know how it was going to happen, but it was the commitment to both that helped me figure it out. And that's what's in this book. I like that a lot. I think that's a great 
And, and I know your writing style. I know people will enjoy this book. It's, it sounds fascinating. So let's talk about something called the, the business owner's game and how do you help others play that business owner's game? Yeah, it's, it's one of the tools we put in the second edition of the book. If people bought the first one, uh, I don't usually, I'm always suspicious of second editions of something. You know, they slap a new cover on it and you buy it. And it's pretty much the same thing. We went through every page of this book, even though it was already a bestseller. It's already being used as a course, a regular course textbook uh, in, uh, in some colleges. Uh, we went through and revised it again because nothing's ever perfect. And there were other tools we've been working on. And uh, I looked at every page in the book, and I'm, I'm proud to say if people bought the first one, they should buy the second one. And the business owner's game is, is one that we articulated in the second book. And it, it's, it refers to what I just talked about. For five businesses, I was an income producer. And sometimes you, your income is $40,000. Sometimes it's 400000 But the reality is you don't own a business. The business owns you. You're on the treadmill. And all you did was create a faster treadmill to get to 400000 we want to teach people how to get off the treadmill. And so we give them a lot of tools and methodologies in the book. But one of the principles we start with is you've got to change your mindset and you've got to now start thinking like a business owner. So we're going to teach you the business owner's game. And the business owner's game has one objective and two questions. If it's not simple, we shouldn't teach it. It doesn't make it easy, but it's simple. The business owner's game, the objective is how do I make more money in less time? And that's a mindset shift for most people who assume coming out of the factory system, the only way to make more money is to spend more time. We all know the problem with that is you've got 168 hours a week and you're done. So you can create as fast a treadmill as you can, but you run out of time. Uh, Warren Buffett does not suffer from that disease. He plays the business owner's game. How do I make more money in less time? And every single business owner needs to be playing the same game. So that's our objective. Let's make more money in less time. And I can give you scores of companies who have done this and she's done miracles in their businesses. <clears throat> and the business owner's game has only two questions. Question number one, you should be asking, you should memorize this game and play with everything you do all day long, every day in your business. Question number one, is what I'm doing right now the highest and best use of my time? Mm-hmm. And when you first start playing the game, you know, the answer is going to be 90% of the time no and heck no. Uh, there's way too much that we're doing that does not belong on our plates. We inherited it. We started. We never gave it away. We don't believe anybody else can do it. There's all kinds of head trash around it. Uh, too much charity, the urgent. So we have to ask ourselves, is this the highest and best use of my time? And overwhelmingly, the answer will be no. And if it is, then you go on to question number two. And question number two is, very simply, if this is not the highest and best use of my time, then how do I do it for the last time? Mm-hmm. And if you're committed to the answer to that question, you will get off the treadmill. One of the one of the four building blocks we talk about is freedom mapping. And freedom mapping is the, the process of figuring out what is the highest and best use of your time and getting all these other things onto other people's plates so that it is actually the highest and best use of their time as well. They're doing things that, are, that they're made to do. You're doing things you're made to do. Everybody's happier. Everybody's running more efficiently. The company's running more productively. And you get a life, and you get to the point where you're, you're able to do this. One of the addendums to the, or one of the challenges that we ask people to, to get to, and this can take a few years in a business. It took me about five years, maybe five and a half years, to get there from, the, from, the, the scratch, from scratch in the, three, or in the crankset group. <clears throat> I, I challenge business owners to get to where they have 50% of their time unscheduled. That's the easy part. And this is the hard part. 
unavailable to solve crises. You're unavailable for the tyranny of the urgent. Minimum, 50% of your time. You won't start there, but you should get to there at least to that to be able to say you are now a business owner and you are now a leader, not a manager. And, and it's not as if you have to now go on vacation 50% of the time. I don't do that. But I, I invest that time in leading. And leading is asking questions, thinking about the future, wondering what, uh, what our profitability is like, what's our next product, what's our next market, do we have the right people in place, how do we train better. That's what leaders do. Managers, and most business owners are managers, are manically trying to figure out how to make the next chair. And they're not dealing with any of these important issues at all. So we've got to teach people how to get from that to, to that point of view. I'm a, I track mine. I'm at 73% of the, of the work week uh, is un, unscheduled and unavailable to solve crises now. And that's about all I need. That's every Monday, every Friday, the last week of every month, and a month in the summers. You add all that up, it's 73% of the work week that I'm unavailable to, to, uh, uh, to I'm unscheduled and I'm unavailable to solve crises. And, and you get there gradually by playing the business owner's game. That's great. So you've, you've uh, uh, recreated. Now, uh, at some point, you were at uh, 0% and you, uh, yeah. or, or somewhere close to that. And so how did you, what was the first step? Because I, I hear that from a lot of people. It's like, how do I get started? And I think, yeah. uh, you know, I, I've, I've granted a lot of 60-year-olds permission to play golf in the middle of the week and see what mess is left on their desk. Thursday <laughs> as a starting yeah, exactly. point. Is that is that how you start? Just start, just do it. Yeah. Well, the first and thing analyze. is you have to believe. No, actually, the first thing is is a mindset game. We call it, uh, most business owners have a bad case of the nobodies. Nobody's as good. Nobody's as committed. Nobody's as knowledgeable. Nobody's as mm-hmm. experienced. Nobody's as invested. All those nobodies. You've got to get that stuff out of your head and realize, stop looking for mini-me. Start looking for maxi-me. There are people out there who are better than you at just about everything you do, you need to believe that and then go looking for them and you'll find them. Uh, Henry Ford said, if you, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. And if you nice. think nobody's as good as you are, you're right. So you've got to get that out of your head. And then it's the business owner's game. How do I do this for the last time? You can't just leave, but you do the best you can to prepare somebody. I'm going to give this responsibility to you. I'm going to uh, write it down. I'm going to make a freedom map out of it. I'm going to train you how to do it. And then I'm going to get out of the way. And that's when you go to the golf course. So Great. do what you can up front. There's not a lot of things, but there are some things you know if you don't leave, or if you leave and, and you haven't trained somebody, this is going to fall apart. So train them. Get somebody else or get a piece of the uh, software, whatever it is you have to do to put in place. And then absolutely build. go to, the, go to the, uh, the golf course for a Wednesday afternoon and see what happens. And you'll find mm-hmm. out the world did not end. And even if something bad happened, and now you know how to fix it. And then go to, go to the golf course all day Wednesday. And then go all day Wednesday and all day Thursday. And just keep mm-hmm. upping the ante, uh, preparing each time. Put your freedom maps together and, and prepare each time to figure out what could go wrong to the best of your knowledge or what almost certainly will go wrong. Get that fixed and then get the heck out of the way. That's the toughest thing for all of us as business owners, as a as a serial entrepreneur, I, I have my hand in the soup really deep, and I have to be very deliberate to get out of the way. Uh, this is a this is a great statement for people to memorize. This came to me one day writing the second book, Why Employees Are Always a Bad Idea. The art of leadership is to know how few decisions the leader needs to make. That's mm. real leadership. Management is how many decisions can I make 
Like leadership is how do I train other people to, to make these decisions and how do I get out of the way? So the best use of your time is not sitting in the office managing all those people. Your best use of your time is on your bicycle thinking about how do we how do we build this thing and make it better than it is. Get out of the way. Yeah, great point. And you used a really great point, and that is, uh, the the goal of this is not to I mentioned golf, but it's not really to uh, it's it's to recreate your job description to, as you said to be that leader uh, and to do leader yeah. things, not not tasks that are crazy. So we only have a, a minute or so left, Chuck. But tell me about the three to five club. What's that all about? Well, three to five club is uh, again in my entrepreneurial world. When people tell me something's not possible, that I I go I go try it. And people told me you can't help you can't help small business owners because they don't have money. Either one of one of you will starve to death. You'll take all their money and they'll starve to death, or you'll starve to death because you can't charge them. So we spent three years. We invested three years researching how we could put together something that would be transformational for business owners with under a million dollars, really under five hundred thousand in a lot of cases, <clears throat> with business uh, with employees uh, one to five, sometimes one to ten employees. And three to five clubs emerged out of that. They're all over the world now. They're on three continents. We have 18 of them here in Denver. And a three to five club is a place where a business owner can go and say three magic words. I don't know. And they get answers. We have a 15-month syllabus of of fundamentals that we run them through during the the time they're part of the group. And uh, they get a lot of input from uh, uh, the other people in that community. We basically put about 20 to 24 business owners in a room together twice a month walk through the syllabus, and then help each other solve our problems with things we call bottleneck presentations. <clears throat> and it's a powerful, powerful tool. I wish I had learned this earlier. I'm a recovering John Wayne rubbing individualist, and it took me a long time to realize I need business community, and that's a big part of what 3 to 5 Club is. So we're, we're develop, you know, de- developing those all over the world. We need facilitators, people who have owned businesses who could step up and say, hey, I'd, I'd like to do that. That's great, and uh, exactly what uh, businesses need. And we've seen the evidence of that in emerging groups like uh, Vistage International and other groups. That, but those are more for larger businesses. And I agree that there's yeah. smaller businesses are unique animals. They're different. They're not yeah. the CEO. They, there's a lot of people that need that information. So I'm happy. I'm really happy to hear about that, and I want to learn more about that. How do our listeners find out more about? you, Chuck Blakeman, and the Crankset Group, and the and all of these things that we've talked about, what's the best way for them to find you? Yeah, probably the best way is just to go to ChuckBlakeman.com. So it's that's, just that's, that, ChuckBlakeman.com. That's also my Twitter handle. I'd love to chat with people on Twitter, <clears throat> Chuck Blakeman. And they can find the books at Amazon, Why Employees Are Always a Bad Idea, and uh, uh, why, uh, I'm sorry, why, why employees are always a bad idea and making money is killing your business. I was stumbling there because I'm writing a third book and it's called Bad Plans Carried Out Violently. But we can talk about that at a different time. So, what's the title of Bad Plans What? Bad Plans Carried Out Violently. How Real Leaders Lead and Succeed <laughs> in the Real World. They take a bad plan. You are a title make, master. Push it <laughs> yeah, your titles make people think and that's what you do as well. And And of course, this is all about helping you Think your way out of situations where you might feel trapped, where you might feel like, 
I just can't yeah. go on at this pace. I need to change things up. I hear that over and over again, and I know you do too, Chuck. So thank you so much for coming on again and helping our listeners realize that there are tools and resources out there. There are there are ways to think about these things differently, and uh, and you're certainly uh, right at the forefront again. And now I'm going to be talking at cocktail parties about uh, why making money is killing your business because I love your titles. <laughs> well, great. Well, thanks for thanks for doing what you do to get people off the treadmill. All right, my pleasure. Thanks again, Chuck. Uh, we'll be right back, so please stay with us. Hi, everybody. This is Spike Reel for The Exit Coach. Business owners, can you name the eight key value drivers that you and your managers should be focusing on to increase the value of your business? Introducing the Sellability Score Index. Visit our website and answer 25 questions about your business, and you will instantly receive your Sellability Score, showing you how well you stack up in the eight value driver areas. It's a great management tool. It's absolutely free for our listeners. Just visit ExitCoachRadio.com and click Get My Sellability Score. Does thinking about what will happen to your business if you're gone keep you awake at night? Will you get the price you need from your business to carry you through retirement? The BEI Network of Exit Planning Professionals is the world's leading advisor network with the power to help business owners transition out of business on their own timeline and terms. Ask your most trusted advisor to create a BEI plan for you or visit us at ExitPlanning.com. That's ExitPlanning.com. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio. Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And don't miss our one-minute Exit Coach tip of the day on ExitCoachRadio.com. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. You're listening to one of many shows on ExitCoachRadio.com. We're interviewing advisors, authors, and thought leaders for their best tips, ideas, and precautions so you can be well-planned. If you'd like to be a guest on any of our shows, go to guest.exitcoachradio.com. ExitCoachRadio.com. Come listen for a minute. ExitCoachRadio.com, the information station for age 50-plus business owners, where we're interviewing top advisors for their best tips, ideas, and precautions, so you can be well-planned. We upload new one-minute tips every day. ExitCoachRadio.com. Come listen for a minute. 